podcast fam? Hope you are doing well. I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the content that I put out. It means the absolute world to me. I genuinely hope that you enjoy this podcast. If you do or have any questions or just want to provide feedback or want to say what's up, best way to get in touch with me is through texting me. You could text me at 631-250-6950 if you're in the US or if you're on WhatsApp, you could text me at one 833 So if you want to reach out, that'd be fantastic. If you want to subscribe, there's going to be a new podcast every single day. So definitely come back, get your contact, content fix, and uh, stay tuned. And if you want to see the clips of each of these, these, these podcasts, you can check me out on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook and you see the clips or the full video versions on YouTube. Thank you so much and enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. My name is Jacob Restituto, and I'm a musician from Northport, New York. And today, I have the absolute pleasure of having Shindo here on the channel. It is an absolute pleasure to have you. It's a really you've you've done some really cool things in your career. And as I was doing research, you've done even more than I even realized. So I can't wait for us to get into it, actually. And uh, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time, man. Sweet. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate yeah, it. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So you, like I said, you've done plenty of things in, in your career and you you also make your own music, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. But one of the things, some of the things we're going to be talking about in this interview and in, in this chat is mm-hmm. your work with Justin Bieber. You work with Lecrae, actually, which is re- which I thought was really cool. Uh, you work um, your own, and your own personal work and how you balance all those different things. So the goal with these interviews is I love to inspire up and coming artists, including myself. You know, I still consider myself up and coming, but um, sure. I, I love inspiring these artists like myself but um no there was nobody to look up to when i was starting there was you know it was me and then there was like ed sheeran and that seemed like he was on mars and i was here yeah. and i was like how do i get there so i love dissecting you know some people's stories and saying like hey and sharing the fact that hey you know shindo did it so so can you and he you know like it's it's possible to make it in an industry because everybody else is saying it's impossible right for sure that's literally like all my life i was just been told that like this was not realistic at all like I'm still processing it to this day. I'm like, wow, this is this really happened. Like I'm I'm here now. Like, like what? <laughs> so tell me about that. Actually, I love if we could act. That's the perfect segue into a little bit of your history. Like, did you grow up yeah. making music? Did you start later in that in life? And what did your family um, say when you wanted to do it full time? Oh God, family, <laughs> they did not approve. They're like, what are you doing, buddy? Um, no. So like, I started making beats when I was like 13 years old. And uh, I was living in the Dominican Republic at the time with my dad. And uh, I just remember going to school and like uh, meeting, it was uh, my friend Gerald, he told me uh, about this program called Fruity Loops. And that's literally how it started. It was like, I was like, oh, you can make beats on this program? Okay. And like at the time, I feel like we were all like, like battle rapping or something. Like, yeah. we were just, so it was like cool to like have beats because we would like download beats like I think it was like Limewire at the time too, like you know those days. So it was like I would put in instrumental, and then it would just be a bunch of like random instrumentals. It'd be like I think I think there were like DJ Premier instrumentals in there, like a bunch of like just like classic ones. That I just didn't know. I just it was just a beat. We just wanted to rap on. <laughs> so kind of started from there, and it was just like okay, I want to make my own beats, and then maybe like like write to them or whatever, and and that's how it kind of like started really like the creation, like the production and stuff. That's actually pretty wild. So how, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? I'm 29. Okay, cool. So it's been about 16 years of you in the industry. Um, And 
I also admire the fact that you weren't like three. You know what I mean? Like so often, sometimes oh, yeah. we hear these stories where these artists are like, "Oh yeah, you know, I started banging on the drums when I was like three. And I'm like, bro, like, that wasn't me because that was my story is actually <laughs> very similar to yours. I didn't really start. I actually hated music, especially like the traditional music, like having really? to play the trumpet, like. And, and I don't know if it was like that with, with um, the DR, but like growing up in elementary school, you were required to learn an instrument. So I picked the trumpet oh, and like, yeah. I hated it because it was like so structured and I had to practice 30 minutes a day and I had to get my parents to sign. It was like so, and I just did not, that did not work for me. Uh, yeah. Until I found something that I actually really liked, which was like making my own music and playing the guitar and piano. It was so different. It was so much more free uh, than, and playing the music that I wanted to instead of music that was written 400 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, facts. No, well, I actually, when I was going to school, like I moved to Dominican Republic when I was like uh, in middle school. Okay. So I, I, I was living in Florida, Hollywood, Florida, um, and I was going to school there. I remember they get, like, it was like the recorder or something, you know, a little. Yeah. That was like the one I was like, what is this? But all right. I mean, I wasn't, at the time, I was like, uh, whatever. Like, this is just like a, you know, one of those classes where you could just goof off. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those. But, uh, but yeah, then later on, it was just, I don't know. And then I picked up piano, like later, probably when I was like 17 or something, 16, 17. And I kind of just was, would play like, I, I wasn't trying to become like a pianist per se, but I was just like, if I can get the ideas down and then like take it to the next level, like on the computer, like and I would just do that really. Absolutely, man. I love that. I, it's, it's funny how similar the progression actually is. Like I love playing the piano. I really... Like one, but I started to play the stuff that I liked. I started playing the yeah. music, like le learning covers and stuff. Like covers, oh, as the Frey play, I'm a big like fan of like the Frey or stuff like that. Like okay. you know, like how do they play that or how did whatever at the time? I think it was like some super popular Beyonce or Rihanna song that everybody was playing on the piano. Like how do I play that? You know, not that like faithful. that was the first song. I think that was it. <laughs> that's probably really? it. Probably is one of those like massively famous tracks by them. Uh, one of the, I think it was Beyonce Rihanna, and it was like just huge piano part, all piano driven. Uh, yeah, it, it's funny. It's so funny, man. Um, so, so, so you did you go to school for music, or did you that like how did did you go to school at all for for anything? Did you how did you end up in the music industry? What's next for that? You graduate um, high school, and then what? I graduated high school, and then uh, I was actually in piano class in high school too for a little bit, um, and then like jazz, but like cool like in in jazz class it was like the piano section had it was just like three of us like three pianists or whatever i guess we would call them uh keyboardists because <laughs> it was just like a, a little small segment that they would just like throw a piano and we would just be like duh, 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 duh. and then everything else would just like the horns and like whatever and i was like okay that's cool yeah. <laughs> and then that was like it but like after i graduated high school went to college went to broward college uh for like a year and i was did you like, study well, music or it's something totally uh, no it was uh i was trying to get my associates in arts kind of thing and uh i was just taking you know the the regular like the english the 1101 and all those things and <laughs> i was like i don't know what i'm doing here really but my parents are happy that i'm here and <laughs> you know that sort of thing uh i did take a music appreciation class that was pretty cool that was like the that was the coolest class honestly obviously because i was like interested in it but yeah that was about it did you drop out of school or did you finish it uh high school no uh college yeah i definitely dropped out i'm a college dropout so am i <laughs> very similar it's funny how parallel our stories are i i went to one school one year of uh, school i actually studied music for a year in school 
but then I was oh, like, nah, this isn't for me. I want to do music full time. And I dropped that also. I so see. how did your family take you dropping out of school? Especially because you, you, you dropped a little line of your parents being very, they, you, they wanted you to go. So how did that, how did that yeah. handle that? Uh, it wasn't the best, but like, I remember at the time too, I was just like, I'm going to really like focus on this. Like I had sold my Xbox, like, so I didn't want any distractions. Like I was just going to do this wow. and like make it happen. You know what I mean? So it was like that. And then I started to just uh, work with a bunch of producers like online. I would just like meet people online. At the time it was like SoundClick was really cool. And people were like it was Johnny Giuliano and like Epic the Don, which is my bro. That's who I like met like a bunch of people through like, you know, how it, how it works. You meet one person and it leads to like so many people. Um, and that's like ultimately how it got me to, you know, working with Pooh Bear and, and working on uh changes i was working on the changes album like and i didn't make it on that album but mm. i was like oh you're gonna make it on the next one i was like all right cool <laughs> so tell me about that process actually because i think i think a process that is not talked about a lot in the industry like is yeah the songs that maybe either get cut from an album or just maybe they, they have a couple demo ideas that never go anywhere because uh, that's got to be that's got to be a bit of a letdown. You're like, oh, I'm I'm working with Bieber, oh. and then nothing happens with it. Um, yeah. and I don't think that's talked about. We only hear about the wins. So I, I would love to hear right. about the losses because I think we can learn a lot from those, but also inspire people that hey, everybody has those moments too. Take those L's, yeah. I mean, it's it's all about like I don't know. I, I feel like at that like I, it wasn't so much of a big deal for me because I already have dealt with like rejection and like not making it and so i was like oh whatever that's cool. I, <laughs> that's a hit. you that's know what i mean truth. and it, so i was just like not numb to it but i was like i you know I, uh but what's it called thick skin like like to that kind of stuff now so yeah i just kept working and <laughs> that's it i think that that's actually more profound than you you realize because that is so yeah. true i think so many artists especially when they're starting off don't like they, they the rejection hurts uh, and I, I mean, I remember it hurting when I first started. I'm sure you do as well. But like, you're totally right. Like, you almost develop this, this thick skin, but also like this lack of, I don't, almost to some degree, getting your hopes up. You don't believe anything. Oh, at least myself, I don't believe anything until it's written in paper or already done. Because yeah, there have been true. so many false promises in the music industry that it's like, oh, you'll be on this next. Oh, you'll be do this. You'll, you know, I'll come back and do this. It's like, and so many things have fallen through that it's like, hey, I'll see it when I believe it your word means nothing until it's done, you know, exactly. and, um, I'm not, I won't be devastated if it's that case, you know? So exactly. that's a really important le lesson for people to, to learn. I think really early is just get used to the no, because you get a thousand no's, you're that much closer to a yes. You get that one. Yes, boy. A hundred percent. So tell me about working with Pooh Bear. Cause I was, like I said, before we started uh, filming, I was doing, there was, there was, there's an, um, some interview actually it's a typewritten interview of you with you and and i don't recognize who did it i don't remember who did it uh but it was really a really well done interview they really got some really good questions um and I, I, a couple of my ideas came from that so i want to give a shout out to that that whoever did that um For sure. but shout I would, out you guys <laughs> yeah shout out to you guys <laughs> i remember um i would love to hear how you got with Pooh bear because he's a pretty big name in in the industry but also he's been working with justin for a long time yeah for sure it's funny too it's like a random story but like i remember this was like i don't know probably like seven years ago or something like that i i was sent a song or somebody sent me a song that Pooh bear wrote and i was like 
I was like, whoa, this is Pooh Bear. Like, this is, you know, just Bieber's like songwriter, producer, whatever. And I was like, I, I don't even know. I don't even want to touch it because, like, yeah. I, like, I'm not, like, good enough yet. Like, I felt like I wasn't good enough at the time. Like, you know, I didn't want to, uh, like, embarrass myself, I guess. Can I, I pause wanna... you really quick? Can you backtrack yeah. a little? When you say you were sent the song, what does that mean? Like, is there somebody to work on it for you? Like, you were going to work on yeah, it? Yeah, to, like, work on it, yeah. Okay. So, like, it was just, like, a stripped-down song, like, uh, just, like, chords and, like, Pooh Bear just singing, and he had like the the full song. I forgot the name of the song, but uh, but yeah, like at the time, I was like, man, I, I don't know what to do, and I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to lose this, like, I don't, you know what I mean? It was just like the reputation or whatever. Yeah. And then fast forward to like now, and that's like my brother. Like when we work like on songs, like it's it's mind boggling. <laughs> so did it. you follow through with that production? Did you end up going through? Not. With it? <laughs> Oh no no you you just you bailed on that one? I just like I just let it go. I just like nah, I don't want to. <laughs> so then, how did you end up meeting? Like, how did that how did that connect so, happen then? So the way I met Pooh Bear was through it was through a couple of producers honestly, but like to kind of keep this long story short, uh, it was through uh, this guy named Brian. He introduced me to he's a super talented producer. Uh, he introduced me to this uh, young producer named Kid Culture. And he's actually one of the producers on on Yummy, uh, oh, wow. and cool. Sasha Sirota as well. So, um, those what was that two name? guys, uh, Sasha Sirota. Okay. Yeah, he he's another writer on Yummy as well, and a bunch of songs on Changes. Really, he has like he's insane. Um, that's my brother too, and uh, so like those two guys basically, you know, brought me in to like work on to help you know work on Changes the album, and uh, yeah, we were working, and then I remember. Uh, me and Kid were working on a song for Sasha. It was for his project at the time. It was uh, called Bottle It Up. And um, Sasha played that song for Pooh Bear. Just to, you know, just she was playing it, I guess, in the studio session. And I guess Pooh Bear loved it so much. He was like, you know, who else is like, who else is on this? And that's how, like, it kind of happened. And then eventually Pooh Bear called me, like, at 2 in the morning, like, at a studio he was just working too you you could tell like he was working like on the phone he was like mm, hello he's like happy birthday you know <laughs> so it's like i was like whoa he just jumped on a like phone call like 2 a.m like me and my manager were just talking to poober like it was just crazy <laughs> i was like what is happening right now dude that is so wild man it's it's kind of almost funny how things kind of go full circle that you had the opportunity to work with Pooh bear and it's almost like it didn't work out then, but then it worked out in another way. You know, like it's, it's just meant to it's, be. It's meant to be, man. That's literally what. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I, it's it's very fascinating how how things work out like that. Um, right. Very very fascinating. That's cool. That's actually really wild. How that 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 story. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, but it's it's just con through continual work, you know, and you you yeah. you kept working, and even even though to some degree you know we, we sometimes let the fear kind of creep in and you didn't end up working on that original track it still worked yeah. out you know what i mean yeah it's, it's great yeah it's so cool man so uh i mean i'm sure you've talked about it a whole bunch of times so i don't want to like you know beat a dead horse kind of thing like but had it so tell me and briefly because i don't want i don't want you to feel bored with this question how no, talk, no. talk to me about uh, peaches peaches so peaches originally originated from an instagram video that justin posted september 7th last year and i remember that day like so clearly it's like so vivid and uh i was working like i was working on some other song or like idea and then i just so happened to like take a break and like i went on my phone 
course, Instagram. <laughs> and like, it's literally like the first or second post that came up and he's like playing the piano. He, he was posting like a lot of like, like ideas he was just working on at the time. Just like jamming like sessions, like, uh, you know, like live streams or whatever. And he would just post them. And then this one just like jumped out. He had like a whole hook like written. And then at the end of that, he had like this little piano jam that he did, which is the actual intro to the song now. And that's like playing throughout like the beat. So I basically took that, screen recorded it, uh, threw it into Ableton and like sped it up to like 90 BPM because it was kind of slow. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I was just thinking like, like kind of like a summer jam. Like I've always wanted to be a part of like a summer hit song too. So I was like, man, I don't, maybe like something like, what was that one song? I can't remember the, the reference I was thinking of. It was uh, Catch Feels, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, with, the, I think it was Pharrell and Katy Perry, I think. It was. Okay. I don't know. I had that, like, that was, like, the reference. And, like, so I did some, like, drums. And uh, and then I sent it over to Harv. I texted it to Harv because he's, like, his, uh, an amazing bassist, uh, instrumentalist. So he would just, like, help, like, thicken it up and make it, like, huge. So basically we got in the studio like i sent it to harv he loved it we got in the studio worked on it uh he sent it or texted it to justin and then justin loved it he recut this like the hook the diverse then like the next week he got it to give on and then it was just like boom 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 i was like what is this well you you saw my i don't know if you saw my face when you said september 7th because i was like wait september that song came out like not too long after that so like i yeah. appreciate how fast it was it was done because the industry yeah, I mean, can be that, so that slow fastest one yeah that's the fastest song that ever like i, I ever worked on like come out that fast really and so why i that is such a cool story and the fact that like it's almost like it wasn't intentionally supposed to happen and it almost like almost like you made it happen in the sense that you know he wasn't sending it out being like, he wasn't sending it to any producer being like, Hey, yeah. can you do He would just like, you were literally bored at work. Looked and I was like, let me mess with this. And it came out cool. <laughs> and then they liked it. Like how's crazy. And now you're nominated for a Grammy. Insane. Six times Grammy nominated for like the albums, like two times. And then like four times for the peaches. Like, Holy smokes. I didn't realize it was that many. That's crazy. So yeah. let me ask you this, actually a follow up to that, that point. Yeah. Now being a nominated Grammy pr- producer, produce, Grammy nominated producer, is the proper mm-hmm. way to say it. Does that <laughs> ch- actually change your life in any way, or is it just life as normal? I'm curious about that. I mean, it definitely does. I I just don't really look at those things like like I don't know. I never really like it, it's an honor, you know what I mean. But I just really don't. Not that I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I don't care, but like it's just, it's just it's it's cool. I don't know, <laughs> like. I'm not going to like, because I feel like those, if you let it get to you, like, you can become like a super egotistical, like, you know, like bastards. <laughs> hey, you be you, man. Yeah, you be you. No, I, I totally understand that. But I was, I, and I respect that actually highly in the sense that like, not letting it get to your head, you just, you know, For business sure. as casual uh, or as usual. But I'm curious if like more opportunities are presented or like if you, if you now message somebody be like, hey, I'd love to work with so-and-so this is who this is what i've done does that like carry weight now or definitely helps because <laughs> sure. yeah. i've seen things obviously never not been nominated for a grammy so on a different level i've seen things not yet, not yet. amen to that i received yeah. that 100 <laughs> percent um um i've noticed like some things you might think are a big deal 
And then mm-hmm. you, it's almost like biz, business as, casual, as usual. It's like, oh, it actually, I thought this was going to be a bigger deal than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And it didn't change, you know, work or life or anything in, in any way. And I was curious if something like a Grammy held weight or if it, it doesn't. And people, because I think sometimes people think that, like, we hold these things to such standards. And then when we get them, we're like, oh, it's actually not not that big of a, for example, personally, like my channel yeah. just hit 100K subscribers, which I was very, very excited for working up. But then, like, on the day of, I'm like, my life's really not that different. Like from 98 to a hundred. Life goes on. Exactly. You know, like, and I'm like, we, we think of these things like my, it's going to be like this, like now all these opportunities are, and it's like, nah, it's just, you just keep working, you know, and at least for myself. And I was curious, um, of course, more opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like all of that is a hundred percent true. Like, I mean, you know, things are going to change like lifestyle, I guess, you know, changes a little bit, whatever. Um, but I mean, life kind of just goes on, man. Like <laughs> just out here just making more music and, you know, inspiring people to do it. I love that. Love. You know what I mean? I love that. That's cool. So you go into the Grammys next, next month. I am. Ooh, shoot, nice. man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cool. <laughs> is there, is there a, a special someone in your life? Are you taking someone? Or are you going by yourself? How does that work? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that all like works. I literally just got an email about it. Like they're going to like contact me, I think within the next like two weeks or something. Who or even, week? how does the Grammys even get your email? How does it even work? Uh, well, I mean, my, my management kind of like figured their way in. I was like, okay, I'm just going to let you guys do that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, I love that, man. I to talk to those people, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's super cool, man. That's that's tremendous. I love that. So that's a perfect segue into the question. Another question I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about management and how you knew, like you started at 13 and how you knew, you know, at what point was it relevant for you to get management and how did you find your team? Man, it's it's funny. It, it's just like everything that has happened in my life. It kind of just kind of just came to me in a natural way. I wasn't seeking management at the time. Uh and I met my manager, Cheryl, through, uh, it was my first job at Memorial Regional Hospital. That's where I worked in, in Florida. Uh, it was through a coworker of mine who I remember I, I kept putting off because he, he had told me that his son like did music and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we got to you know link up, whatever. And it, it just kind of kept like I, I was there for two years. And then eventually I finally met with this guy's son. And he was being managed by Cheryl at the time. And uh, so he introduced me to Cheryl and like Ricky, uh, Nitty Gritty, he's known as Nitty Gritty. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's literally how I met Cheryl. And I remember like at the time, like she was like really excited and like interested in like managing me. I was like, I was like, wait, what? Like, I don't even really have anything going on with my life right now. <laughs> like, this is like interesting. But uh, no, I, I felt like I just had like this gut feeling that I don't know her wisdom like i needed like someone to kind of guide me because it was i kind of knew what i was doing but i kind of you know you don't really know i know how to do the music part but like the business that's a whole other like you know story so it was, and sure. she's really she had she has a couple of her own businesses and she you know was running them and still running them to this day so it's like i need someone to like know that world too because i don't know this world you know what i mean Absolutely. And just the guidance, honestly, too, hmm. is just really important. Yeah, it's really interesting because I, I, I think that's a problem that artists have is they find management either too early or too late. 
And I'm curious, yeah. you know, I, I would love to help artists find management at the perfect time because, you know, they find it too early and the management screws them. They find exactly. it too late yep. and they're already screwed by the industry, you know, or unless they, you know, some people don't. I mean, I think every artist needs management at some point. It's just to figure out when, when management is the right sure. time. Because it's like, man, that's a lot. Like, so are you going to, it's like you're juggling. I feel like you're going to drop something like it's just going to, you know what I mean? Now, do you have but an like, agent as well or that book stuff no. for you or is that... Is that all through management for you? Uh, just management right now. You know, that's about it. Uh, not yet. I don't have an agent yet. We'll see later on. Yeah, you know. exactly. Keyword. <laughs> I love that. That's cool. So backing track a little bit to before Pooh Bear, before Justin Bieber, before Harv and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I read that your your first placement was with uh, on Lecrae's Church Clothes. Yeah, uh, which it's funny how volume three um it's funny how life works out in the sense that like i love having these interviews and it's funny how life works in the sense that like i distinctly remember listening to that album so i heard that uh, track 100 percent, man uh, i've heard that before 100 percent. and like the uh forever there's another one uh, yeah Deja man Blue. yes like i distinctly yeah. remember that one it's church. let me just confirm is church clothes the one with like the i think it's like red clothes on the outside of it or something like that um, I think I feel like it was like kind of like brown. It, it kind of had this like 1930s or 40s like New York or not New York, but just kind of that like era. Oh, let me let me let me Google it really quick. Church clothes. I kind of. Oh like yes, it. yes, right? yes. I distinctly remember this one. Yes. Okay, I was thinking volume one in my head with the photo, but I distinctly remember this one. Oh, this one. okay. Yes, I re distinctly remember he 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 released this one. Um. Yes, a hundred percent. So very yeah. cool. Um, so I still, again, I was just thinking the wrong image. I distinctly remember when he released that because it was right around the election, and I remember he was like referencing things in that. So I distinctly yeah. remember, remember that. Yep. Um, so very that's so it's just funny how things work out, man. Like it's just it's cool to see the the circle of like Super. circle of life. And the way I got like involved in that uh, project was through S One. He's like a incredible he's a grammy winning award-winning producer like at the time like working with him was like whoa like i'm working with a grammy award-winning producer like who am i <laughs> and uh, i remember I, he he did like a the way i got to like work with him was like through a it was a contest he was oh wow he had like a loop like a loop pack or something like a, like a melody pack or something and you basically make a beat out of whatever melodies that was you know that was in that pack and like I think I won like second place and uh, he, it was like a Skype call. That was like the prize. And then we basically, that's how we talked. And then like, I've met him before too. Cause I would do beat battles too. And like in Miami and I would just like, kind of just go out there and try to meet like minded individuals and just do these beat battles. Like, you know, like on some eight mile thing, but like for, for producers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like met him. And then that's literally how we started working. Like, for real for real like through the skype uh call and then that's how he just kept sending me like melodies and i would just do drums to them and i'll send them back and be like yo this is crazy you know change this to blah 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 and that's how i kind of started learning more like how to i mean collaboration is is so vital <laughs> like mm. to just like growing and just getting to where wherever you want to go really yeah Somewhere. man it's all about relationships it's not what you know it's who you know right absolutely but like like at the time too, like I wasn't working with like the biggest producers too, like collaborating. I was just like working on like cool stuff and just 
like working on my like honing my craft you know what I mean? and just like getting getting great at what i you know do yeah <laughs> that's it that's a great point i mean you, you mentioned honing your craft i had somebody on the channel recently that was talking about they were they were a mixer uh in the studio and I, they were talking about how we so often like we compare our mixes to these uh you know like these you know grammy winning songs or whatever the case is and we're like why doesn't it stand the case you know stand up against it and it's like well you're comparing a 26 year old kid's my 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 mix to somebody that's literally been doing it every day eight hours a day for the past 30 years like it shouldn't sound it i mean you know like it shouldn't sound. so don't like you gotta remember that stuff and it's 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 all about honing the craft and getting better and better and better and better absolutely man that's that's 100 facts a hundred percent, absolutely. So, um, with that being said, how did you? Uh, hold on, let me just—I'm just reading some of my notes over here. No, no, you're uh, good. Um, ha- okay, so let's talk about your own music, actually. So you okay. also release music. Uh, so let's talk a little bit of that. That can you want to talk about? Explain what, like, maybe genre, and, and then I have some follow-up questions Man, about that. It's kind of like I feel like my stuff. I'm still like, out like what I'm doing because I—it's just kind of like uh like i wanted to like my music to feel like just like musical like recess in a way wow cool just like you know what i mean just like experimenting and i also want to you know once i start dropping like original uh music i want to you know help out like artists that i know that are super talented that you know that you know need to be discovered and like i want to do that and it's just like i love house music i love uh like latin music tone, like all that trap of course like melodic like future bass stuff i don't know like i'm literally like like all over the place so it's i don't know i'm just like working on it still really no that's really cool i'll figure it out as i go i love that mentality (laughs) so how do you find the balance of of working on your music versus working on something that might go to justin bieber or something that might go to lecrae or anybody like how does how do you find that balance Ooh, I don't know. I'm just kind of <laughs> like whenever I have like free time, I'm like, oh, let me just work on some random, like cool, fun stuff. Mm. And, you know, and I'll just do that. Or it just depends on like, and like sometimes I'll get a, a phone call from Pooper. Oh, I'm working on this, you know, thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me just knock that out really fast. I don't want to miss an opportunity. I always like to like take advantage of opportunities as well. So, yeah, it's tremendous. But, it's, it's still like an ongoing, like, kind of balance it's, it's a little bit of a challenge you know because there's like obviously more opportunities to work with you know more people and blah 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 so it, it, i'm still figuring it out i hear that absolutely I, I think we'll be figuring it out until the day we die for sure <laughs> that's funny so tell me a little bit about your process your creative process i know that at least for myself it changes every time and it's different for everybody but like if you what are some of your processes that you do to uh in creating um it could it usually i feel like usually starts with the melody and like or like a bass line or something i used to like start with just drums because i I just i love drums like growing up that was like my thing me and my sister would just like jam out in like the living room whenever my parents would leave to like grocery shop uh she would uh, linda would like or my sister would turn on the the radio and she would like pretend to like sing like into a you know a brush of course and then i had like two pencils or like two pens you know just like being on something pretending i was like drumming and i remember doing that and i was like whoa this is great like i don't know i just love like the drum like percussions and stuff like now i can afford a drum set 
and stuff yeah. like that. So I can't really like maybe I'll maybe I'm actually really good at the drums. Yeah, that's cool, man. Like a lot, like actual drums. Well, but, what's actually kind of funny is I don't know if you've ever realized that, but all the genres you just you mentioned EDM, mm-hmm. Latin music, trap are all super heavy drum drum uh, forward, which yeah, is just kind, sure. kind of interesting to see that correlation from you being so interested even as a kid. That's true, man. Dang, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> <laughs> which is just an interesting insight. Um, so okay, so so sometimes you start with the melody, sometimes you start with the drums. Then yeah. you start to fill on, you know, words or chords or how does that go? Uh, what, what you said, fill in the chords. Yeah, like so when you you get the drum pattern or you get the melodic pattern for for say the bass, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? Do you kind of do you have a typical pattern or fo- do you follow a certain pattern or do you just, just is experiment? It kind of... I kind of just throw things on the wall. And yeah, like, that sounds good. That sounds terrible. That's mm-hmm. trash. You know, this is amazing. <laughs> it just kind of happens like that, really. Yeah, that's a great point. I don't know how many people realize how much you throw out as a producer before you actually find the right things. You know, like I, right. I, I've been starting to make my songs on live stream lately so I can get like, you know, feedback from the live, the subscribers and everything. And, you know, just fun. It's fun. They can, they, they see the progression of the song as it start, just starts. But yeah. it's funny as a creative, You, I, I forget how much I throw out before I even find it, the right stuff, until yeah. you're on a live stream, because then you're like, you realize how bad that sounds, and you realize <laughs> that they hear how bad that sounds is. But like, I would never have noticed how bad it was by myself. And now I'm like, like just conscious of like, oh wow, there, I, it took me six sounds or six hours, whatever the case is, to find yeah. that one sound. But everything else sounded like butt the whole way beforehand, you know? And, and it, it's actually true. a really interesting reminder. For sure. And it's like when you're in the studio with like other producers or other people, when you're working, you're like, like, oh, man, this is kind of embarrassing. Like, especially in the beginning, when you're first starting to like collaborate, like, you know, with people, it's like, you're kind of like, oh, it's kind of like you're on the stage. <laughs> you're kind yeah. of just messing up a ton. And it's, it's, it's so let me ask you that, actually, now that you're not that person. Yeah. When when you're now that you're not that person and now that you're probably in the position where there are newer talent in front of you do Mm. you care like that they're new do you is it like we was your were your nerves justified looking back or do you now being in that position be like oh it's just we're just chilling i don't really even care like this kid's new kind of thing like do you understand what i'm saying i mean oh like as in like just like throwing stuff at the wall type thing still yeah yeah so you you said like you were super nervous before but like now that you're in the position of the like person watching these new people like do you think that they oh, should be nervous yeah. kind of thing or now you're like oh now that i knew if if i if i if i knew that they felt the way i feel right now i would be nothing to be nervous about you know what i mean for sure yeah i'll definitely like remind you know uh, you know the younger generation or whatever to like you know just we're, we're just out here learning <laughs> like even like just we're just throwing stuff at the wall man don't take yourself too seriously mm. like you know like you'll find the sound it's it's it's, it's gonna be all right like that's really it honestly yeah if you could give one tip on how artists can connect with other artists or connect with other producers what would you say that would be uh to connect with other artists yeah because we were talking about how a lot of a lot of opportunity comes through meeting people and working with other people but sometimes people don't need and you don't have to go into specifics i'm just like just a general idea like but sometimes, like, when I first started, I was like, okay, I get that I need to meet some people, but, like, I don't even know how to meet these people. You know what I mean? I don't know how to start with, you know. So oh, if you had one sure. tip kind of thing, what would you say? Oh, man, just put yourself out there, really. That's 
it's really what I did like on the come up. Like I would do those those beat battles and stuff. And like I, I was really like not the most social like person, you know, and I, I really like challenged myself. I was like, I'm gonna just go out there and it's like it's gonna be awkward, whatever. Um, but it's 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 gonna help, you know. I just yeah. put yourself out there and just kind of put yourself in like uncomfortable situations and and just figure it out. Like don't don't be too hard on yourself too. Like you know what I mean? Like there's people out there that want to help you and hmm. and yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I love that, man. I just want to mention a quote that you said in that other video too. Uh just completely off topic, but I I was thought it was really funny cuz I say this all the time. Um yeah. you mentioned YouTube University. Oh uh, yeah. Which is I, I like I what was that? I love that term. I yes. I dropped out of college similar to you. And I say, yeah, I didn't go to college. I went to YouTube University. Dude, I learned everything. I know a lot. Not everything. I went did a couple of years of uh, high school music uh, theory and stuff. But I learned <laughs> so much through YouTube, man. That's it. That's literally how... Psh, I remember when YouTube like first started. I feel like this is an old person now. I remember when YouTube first started. Hey. <laughs> but In like, 20 years, we'll say I remember when TikTok first started too. Yeah, for real. Uh, but I remember when it started and I was like, I want to take advantage of this before, you know, you have to pay for it. <laughs> I was like, it's free. There's no ads. There's, there's no ads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this is great. I'm just going to yeah. just like learn everything I could. That's really how I learned uh, free loops. Mm -hmm. like, just through YouTube. Same thing with Ableton, honestly, too. Like, cause I, I just switched to Ableton like a couple of years ago, like probably like five years ago or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I use Logic and I, I learned everything I know Logic about Logic. Too so much stuff on logic man yeah. i love that so i want to be respectful of your time i like ending every conversation with uh one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you started what would that be uh you can't do anything amazing without a great team of people around you amen to like, that yeah that's i feel good. like the self-made thing isn't really a thing wow <laughs> you know? that's cool I feel that, like, yeah. 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 No, I think that's, that's great, man. I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah. You, know, you can, you can only get yourself so far and then you need to, at some point there needs to be, and even, even when you're getting yourself so far, there's been so many people, you know, like for example, I don't have management yet, but do you know mm. how many people poured into me showing me how to do this on the guitar or, you know, spending an hour showing me how a condenser microphone works when I was, you know, 16, like, yeah it was not all me it was you know the, the music pastor at my church it was my friend who played the guitar it was the, you know it's like all these people so you're right and then it's, once you start to get more and more you, you obviously get like an actual team around you but you're, you're right. right absolutely that's a great that's, point screw self-made hashtag screw yeah, self right. hashtag <laughs> 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 nah man i really appreciate that so thank uh, i want to thank you for your time what's the best way for people to support what you're up to these days um, I'm on Instagram uh, at Shindo. So it's at S-H-N-D-O-O-O-O. There's four O's. I'm working on getting it to just the one O. It's just the one O. But What do you have to do? You have to find that person, DM and be like, hey, I'll pay you this much money to give me that? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like, it's not even like an active profile, but like we're working on it now, like management and like my attorney, we're figuring it all out. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> kind of work oh. to get this. To get that's, this handle. <laughs> that's so funny, man. Who would have thought twenty years ago you you'd have a lawyer trying to get a an, an online name? Holy smokes, man! Insane, man. 
I love it. Well, if you could hang out for 30 more seconds, I want to say, first of all, thank you to you, but also thank you to everybody that stuck around for this this chat. I hope you really learned something cool. Uh, leave a comment down below if something you did learn, and go follow Shindo on, on all, all social media for platforms, and go stream his his work in Peaches and Church Clothes, but also his original stuff. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you, it did, if you did, definitely consider subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be YouTube or, or podcast. And best way to support the channel is listening to my own music. So I appreciate all the support. I'll see you guys in the next video and have a great rest of your day. God bless and peace out. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. If you want to see the video version of any of these episodes, you can check them out on YouTube. Uh, it'll be a Jacob Restituto, the Tuto Talks series. Uh, hope you enjoyed this. And also, if you want to see clips or anything like, you know, your favorite clip of it, you can see it on TikTok or on Instagram, this all, everywhere. Uh, but best way to get in touch with me if you want to say what's up or have any questions or want to follow up is by texting me two different numbers. You could text me at 631-250-6950 if you're in the U.S. Or WhatsApp is 1-833-575-0948. You rock. Thank you for being a part of Team Tuto. God bless and peace out.